Did I wake you up? Were you trying to? If you had thought that you might, why not wait an hour or two to call, or maybe just later in the day when you know that you wouldn't be waking me up? Did you wake me up, or do you think that I sound tired? Do I not sound as though I've slept enough for you? Did I wake you up? I wonder if I woke anybody up last week, or if they just decided to reply because I invited them to, and was hoping they would. Either way, I got, uh, I got this one. Hey Albert, you sounded like your ass looked fat. Brussels, the vegetable. I sounded like my ass looked fat is something that I would say. So first off, I'm impressed. Second off, I don't know how I would sound that way. Lastly, I don't know if Brussels is just like trolling me and trying to make me think that it's a vegetable or if somehow Brussels sprouts have actually gained the ability to correspond with me. Either way, I think I'm flattered, and my ass definitely is fat, so I didn't know that that would be reflected in the way that I sounded. It's good to know that. Thank you for informing me. <clears throat> Next one here, nice podcast. And for a second, I thought that it was until I scrolled down and it said, for a fag... And I thought, I thought it was still nice, because they've clearly listened to enough of the podcast to have that reference. So thank you for listening and remembering, even though I sound like I have a fat ass. Next one. Ooh, I like this one. I'm a Jew. Fuck you. No, seriously. Fuck you. <laughs> And to that, I say, which one? Which Jew are you? But also, that's fair. Based on what I said last week, I think that's an appropriate response. So I respect that. Alright, last one here. Oh, from Neil Nails. Just want to give a shout out and thank you for letting me be on the episode last week. It was super fun and your mom's spaghetti was the bomb. I didn't know that she'd made spaghetti. I really would have liked some spaghetti. I wish you had shared some of that spaghetti with me, like I shared you being on my podcast. What the fuck, Neil? I'm gonna ask Neptune about that when I pray later. In case any of you didn't know, yeah, I pray to Neptune. What's up? If you have any problems with me, Go ahead and just skip me, because I'm just the middleman. Go ahead and swim down to the bottom of the sea and file your complaints directly with Neptune himself. I dare you. If you're going to go, though, you should probably do it on a Wednesday, because according to this month, January, that's when all the wins were happening. Wins things were happening, and wins people were talking about the things that were happening were all on Wednesdays instead of Wednesday. It's now Wednesday. 
And uh, yeah, on the 6th, we had that thing that happened that we already talked about and you already heard a lot about. And then this Wednesday, two weeks later, old Joe, go Joe go, got into office, had his inauguration. Go Joe go. And it was good. It was pretty slow, pretty boring, as an inauguration should be. I was working, so I wasn't able to like fully watch it, but I don't think that I really needed to. I just kind of wish that maybe I'd given a little more attention to the poetry thing. I saw her, and I heard that she was the National Poet Laureate, which, of course, caught my attention. I like poetry. I like to listen to poetry. I like to see people as they read their poetry and share their poetry. I like poetry being shared. I like poetry being out in the world. I even like writing it myself and sharing it when I do, and to have other people hear it and have a response to it. I've been interested in poetry for years. That was actually one of the first classes I took in 2017 when I decided to go back to school was a creative writing class, which was mainly a poetry class. So I got to hear a lot of collegiate-level poetry and to learn how to analyze that poetry, how to read it and review it and write it. Given that experience, the respect and the reverence that I have for poetry, I really was looking forward to hearing what she had to say. Her voice was incredibly unfitting. And I was working, so I couldn't give it my full attention, but what little I caught just seemed really flat, really uninteresting, just like a summary, almost, of things that had happened and what she might want to happen or something. I wasn't feeling it. I didn't like her hand movements and the way that she was reading just void of any feeling or any real contemplation or anything significant internal. And this was our National Poet Laureate reading in front of the world? I don't even know the last time I heard anybody seem even remotely interested in poetry that didn't write it themselves. But I keep hearing about it. I keep seeing articles about it. All this rave for this girl. She's even selling a ton of copies on Amazon and shit, so people are, like, investing in her book to read more of her poetry and to have it with them. And so I gave it another shot. I read some of it, hoping that maybe just because I was working and I didn't have my full attention, that maybe that day or that time it just wasn't hitting the way that it should. Still seemed pretty fucking flat, pretty much just, like, summary. And maybe that's fitting. Maybe that's reflective of the time and those things that happened. But I know that most people don't give a fuck about poetry, so that if this poem is hitting and appealing to so many people on such a level, it's either just that obligated response thing like we have with holidays, birthdays, weddings, and shit. Or it was just such a basic-ass poem, so easily understandable, and people had that little aha moment in hearing it and felt good that they understood poetry, that they're like, yeah, I like this, yeah, poetry. Could also be that I'm just a critical, contrarian dick that's a little bit bitter, that on top of all of this recognition and everything, that she also has this ring that was a gift from Oprah Winfrey. 
And I know how much poetry is out there that would crush her shit, that would actually change lives, dramatically impact people emotionally. And those poets are probably struggling just as me to get some retards to listen or press play or look at a fucking printed copy of their goddamn poetry. But Joe's in office. Go, Joe, go! And that's a relief. It's a release. You can feel it collectively across the country. You can see it looking at Fauci. Poor little fellow, that stuff he said about science was seriously one of the saddest things I've ever heard in my life. But I think that it's right to feel relieved, and I think it's right to release. To an extent, but just remember not to be cunts. I was trying to get some release myself, or some additional release. And I'm on Bumble. And this girl has, in the little area where you can write something about yourself, glass have full. Glass have full. You heard that right. And she wrote it that way. Albert like glass have full. Sometimes Albert think glass have empty, but most time Albert try think glass have full. And with this fresh new bright perspective, I took it a step further to nurture my mind. And I went on Snapchat, which always really makes me feel good about how people use their brains and about how they're not obsessed with looking at themselves and how they don't just try to portray an advertisement image of what they want to be to other people. And it was there that I saw something that I thought people had stopped doing. I'd hoped that people had stopped doing it, because even at the peak of when people were doing it, it wasn't good even then. It was gross, and it was wrong. But there it was, some pale girl with colored hair raising the roof. She was raising the roof with both hands, and there wasn't even the thong song, no... Who let the dogs out? No fucking smash mouth playing. She was just raising the roof because it was her birthday and she was at a tempanyaki restaurant with her friends who were recording it on Snapchat to share with the world. If this is a part of people's lives, if this is people celebrating on their birthdays, no wonder they like that fucking poem. No wonder they like glass half full and correspondence from vegetables and ask people if they woke them up when they chose to call them early in the morning. But you can turn your phone off, or you can silence it. You can't do that with people. Well, maybe. Not legally, I don't think. The other morning, I had this weird experience that I don't think I've ever had before. I really like hands. I've really liked hands for a really long time. They're one of my favorite parts about people. And it seems to be that people that I really like have really interesting hands that are very expressive of who they are. I don't like my hands as much as I used to, but... I still spend a fair amount of time using them and 
touching them and looking at them. I'm pretty aware of how they are. I know them like they're my hands, because they are. The other morning, I went out to get the newspaper like I always do. It's dark still. It's a bit cold, but I've been warm inside, and I just made my coffee. I'm good. I pick it up out of the driveway in one of the two spots it usually is, grab it with my left hand, reach in with my right, pull the bag off, tuck it under my arm, sanitize my hands, and my hands didn't feel like my hands. It didn't last long, but in those few seconds, and for a couple minutes after thinking about it, it was a really off experience for me. So, I did what any good scientist would do. I removed my hands immediately. And then, I found some spare hands that I had lying around, and I painstakingly reattached them using only my mouth, and, much to my chagrin, my hypothesis was not supported. These hands felt way different and way less like my hands than my hands had previously felt. So I was wrong about that. But hey, glass half full, man. Glass half full. <sighs> what have you kids been up to, huh? You guys been uh, freebasing some poetry? You mean freeforming some poetry? Yeah, I'm gonna go free form some more vaccine in my room while I get to know these new hands. For a couple of weeks now, I keep circling back to thinking about this drawing technique that you have to use to get things to look right. What you do is you lay down some lines, some color, some pigments, some values. Somehow you get something on the paper and then you remove it. You can use the technique where you don't put anything down, where you just keep the paper completely clean, but it doesn't quite look right when you do that. You gotta put something down on it and pull it off, even if you're able to erase and pull off all traces, all value of it, somehow it still just looks way better, way more realistic, way more the way that it should. If there was something there that you took away, I feel like this somehow explains some philosophy that I've integrated into some behavior that I've had lately in my life, but I just can't define it any more than that. And then there's a lot of shit that I'm intentionally trying to keep vague, to keep distance, to keep myself from being more specific with it, because I just don't think that I can or that it would work out best for me right now if I were to do so. Have I shit on trans people yet this episode? No. Well, fuck them. They're bad people. But so am I. I want to spoil one of the podcast ideas I mentioned last week. It's the one that I think Stanhope would be perfect for. I think his personality, plus he would have the connections to be able to get good people on it, I think. But the idea is shoot the messenger. And I'm sure there's already one with that name. Maybe the concept has been done as well, too. But basically, it would be like an oral version of Post Secret, if anybody is familiar with that. I would love to have that opportunity to give a voice give a platform to the worst, darkest parts of people. 
to give them the release of these dark parts of themselves that they might not like or that they feel that they have to keep trapped inside of themselves. Ideally, I would love it if I could get comedians specifically, but any celebrities and famous people to say all that shit that you just never get to hear them say that would ruin their careers and to somehow be able to preserve their anonymity, to either mask their identity somehow, or to have the structure of it set up in a way that people don't know that's what they said, or to just claim responsibility of it, say that I wrote it and had them say it. Maybe somebody already has something like this, I don't know. If so, let me know, I'd love to hear it. Or if somebody has the means of making it happen, right the way that it needs to be done, I'd be more than open to them taking the reins and doing that. Could even just be a segment or a special here and there on the Tunana Shoe podcast. <sighs> I keep slipping back into these little slumps and pockets of hate in between weeks, in between episodes. And I'm trying to stay above it, but there's just so much that I don't like so much of the time. But then I find or happen across some little crumbs or morsels of hope or rays of sunshine. <laughs> sunshine. I get enough of a little of something to keep on going. And that thing this week was Matt groaning yet again. I'm a lifelong Simpsons fan. It will always be one of my all-time favorite TV shows and one of the all-time greatest TV shows ever made. Whether you like it and think so or not, it just is. Took me a while to get into Futurama, but once I finally did, I ended up really loving it. And now he's got this new show on Netflix, Disenchantment. I didn't like the first season, but sometimes I like just having some dumb shit on in the background, so... I kept watching and didn't like the second season, but I was a little more interested in the story at that point. And this third season, it's starting to hit. It's starting to get that deep, world-built sentimentality that Matt Groening knows how to do so fucking well. He never just tells a story. He never just has things happening. He always builds an entire town, city, nation, world. And he does the same thing with characters. Or maybe that's how he builds characters is through the world building. Or that's how he builds the world is through characters. Whatever order, however he does it, he does it incredibly well. He does it masterfully. Masterfully. Is that a word? It sounds weird me saying it right now. Masterfully? It's nice to be able to see that and experience that when I'm slipping into my little pockets and slumps, not liking things, procrastinating and not writing and not liking it when I do and just sounding boring and repetitive every time I listen to myself. And this next month is probably going to add to that even more. And this is just number four of the next ten before I take another break. As long as people come to listen, I'm going to have something to listen to, something worth listening to. I'm currently kind of giving myself like a quarterly review. I'm going back through everything. 
picking out all the stuff I like, all the stuff I don't like, everything that I think could be a good bit, and arranging that into a new set. And that's been good. That's been a nice reminder. But that's all I got for this week.